0: Welcome to CamdenCast. I'm Tambi.
1: And I'm Erin.
0: And this is our 7th Heaven podcast.
1: Yeah, uh, on today's episode of CamdenCast, we will be discussing Season 3, Episode 22 of 7th Heaven. uh, The Season 3 finale, titled There Goes the Bride, Part 2. Or in Germany, it's the same thing as the last one, Armor Arrow, but it's Part 2.
0: Still no understanding for why that is the case.
1: Um, So, the IMDB user synopsis for this episode is... Matt brings unamused Heather, who hoped he would propose again, back to church, where he exposes, after some hesitation, groom Mason's flaw, while desperately trying not to lose abandoned Shauna. Simon learns the kiss was a love test, which is rewarded with more, and Jordan encourages to just enjoy it without excessive worries. Jordan tells Lucy, who out of mere jealousy makes out with wedding guest Joe... Eric has a hard time accepting Julie's sudden announcement to marry Dr. Hank Hastings, but doubts soon shake that couple to be.
0: Well, nobody exposes themselves in this episode. <laughs> Just wanted to say that.
1: They were saying that Matt exposes Mason. I know, but that's not what the... Yeah, it was like he exposes.
0: Yeah. Um, so, this was the <laughs> season finale and... It was not good? It was not
1: good. Correct. Uh, so yeah, is this your first impression? Yeah.
0: Good. Um, well, I mentioned this while we were watching, but I think Seventh Heaven doesn't understand the concept of a two-part season finale, because they, I mean, I normally on television shows, if there's a two-part season finale, it means that they raise a specific conflict with the characters in the first episode that he will either be resolved in the second episode or continue into the second episode and be resolved at the, the end and then, yeah. or the next in the next season, what have you. But here they, <laughs> as we ended with our last, with our podcast in the last episode, each character had something going on and in the first, what, 10 minutes of the show, everything was resolved. And then there were new for most of the characters. They kept
1: Yeah, they kept coming up with new conflict throughout this entire episode. Like, they would fix one thing, and then there'd be a new conflict, so it was kind of like...
0: And fixing the thing, which we'll talk about, like, for in Mary and Lucy's storyline, wasn't really fixed. I don't, like, it... They created new things just to... I don't know, filler? One of the reviews I read said that this was a very well-written episode,
1: and I was confused. And it was not.
0: I was confused. I also thought that the exposing mason for who he is
1: should have it could have and should have happened in the last episode like halfway through that episode
0: or like right in the beginning of this episode and we didn't really get that until what three quarters of the way through yeah um so and also a lot of things in this episode happened off screen so we and like i like shows that um think that or at least view their viewers as smart so like you know, you can think, and there's not, like, a, like a million bits of exposition happening. But, <laughs> yeah. but like, this episode weirdly did, like, first of all, treated us as we, as we were dumb in certain storylines and explained everything, and then other ones didn't show anything and expected us to know what was happening. Yeah. So, sorry, that was a very long first impression, but I was very frustrated with this episode.
1: Okay. So the cold open is weird. Um, <laughs> we,
0: I, th- I think I actually quite enjoy just for, like comedy purposes, which I'm sure is not what is it's meant
1: for. Barry Watson.
0: Well, yeah, of course. Oh. I, I mean, I re- we know that I really like Barry Watson, and I feel like he's having the time of his life on the show. But, I'm talking about when they do, like, dream sequences. Oh. <laughs> which is what this episode starts with. Uh, it's black and white, right?
1: Yeah. Um, and there's, like, a very elderly man on a chair, and there are two women on either side of him. Um, and it's supposed to be, well, it is, like, Barry Watson, well, Matt, Heather and Shauna in it, aging makeup.
0: I feel like, overly done. Yeah. Like, way, way too much. Like, you did not need to do all of that.
1: They could have made them, like, 60. They made them, like, 85.
0: Right, but even with, like, you don't need... They put entire an, an entire oh, new yeah. face over. Like... <laughs> like <laughs> they you,
1: changed their faces, completely. yeah. Completely.
0: Like, if you could... I feel like I couldn't tell that it was Matt. I could tell that it was Shauna, and I could tell that it was...
1: Yeah, well, once I saw that it was them, I was like, oh, well, that must be him. Why would they not
0: But also they him? kept Matt's hair at, like, the length that it was. Yeah. Which, if you had all that money to put all that makeup on his face, you could have put, a like, a bald cap on the human, like, or something.
1: So, so anyway, this <laughs> happens, and it's, like, the whole point of the dream is that they're both there, and he's like, it's so great that... Polygamy is legal because I'm here with my two wives. But only legal
0: in Glen Oak.
1: Yeah. And, and they're like, now you have to choose.
0: Well, apparently the reason that Heather and Shauna married Matt was because they thought that eventually he would choose just one of them, which is a stupid reason to marry someone. Sorry. That's not how that works. <laughs> how any of that Actually, there's a bunch <laughs> of stupid reasons to marry people in this episode. Just yeah. saying. Um, and... And like it and kind of goes like them like saying to Matt, choose, 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 and then and he wakes he went, up.
1: Yeah, and he's just in his car with Heather,
0: who is eating a donut.
1: Yeah, um, Do I don't know where this
0: donut came from. Were they in a drive-through Dunkin' Donuts? Did drive-through Dunkin' they Donuts? They were at like a gas station. Exist at this point. Oh, okay. Uh,
1: so the gas station. Um,
0: and this is the cold open, and it leads to the opening credits. So we'll start with the youngest Camden, because the Camden babies don't have a storyline.
1: Yeah, and they, again, I said this, like, again, an an episode where they insist on using the full cast, even though the full cast doesn't really need to be a part of it.
0: Um, Ruthie, Ruthie's entire storyline is about how she's an all-powerful witch.
1: Yeah, although she doesn't say that. They never (laughs) actually, uh, she's like, my hex worked, I have to appease the Tooth Fairy. Um... So, uh, so her, she's she, her whole deal is, like, she goes and she asks Simon for money, and she's blackmailing Simon because we'll get back to this. But Dina's, like, coming over to kiss in his room, so, like, Ruthie's like, you're going to have to pay me to keep me quiet because, I don't know, the whole. I, I guess the point is that she's going to give the money to the Tooth Fairy, and then Heather will come back and get married to Mason.
0: Or, like, what the marriage will be back on to whoever it's supposed to be back oh, on okay. to. Um... Yeah, she. I think she regrets the fact that she used her powers. <laughs> yeah. So she's in the background of the episode kind of, you know, collecting some money. And at the very end, she's writing a letter, presumably to the Tooth Fairy, to undo her hex. Yeah. Uh, where I think the Rev decides to avail her of her delusion. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but is it?
0: I guess we'll find out.
1: Uh. So that's it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, and
0: so the I think the main plot point here is we discussed this last episode where she put a quarter under her bed and the quarter was gone. Not her bed, under her pillow. And that's why she thinks the hex worked. But she finds the quarter like underneath her bunk bed. Which I didn't
1: understand how that got there. Like
0: maybe she's like a...
1: Oh, yeah. She like threw v- her, v- her pillow in her v- sleep and, or something.
0: Yeah. Um, and that means that the Tooth Fairy never came. And She's like,
1: oh. Yeah. The- so she could have just made a bunch of money. Uh,
0: and yeah, that's that's all Ruthie
1: was there for. Um, so Simon, as I said, was like his. Uh, so the first scene back after the opening credits is back at the wedding reception where everyone's like hanging out, and Simon Simon's like cliffhanger was like Dina was like, "Oh, I need to talk to you," and she comes over to him, and he's like, "I know what you want to talk about," and he comes clean about um, like kissing Cindy
0: or Cindy kissing him.
1: Yeah. Um, and Dina's like, oh, good, this was a relationship test. Which, what the (laughs) fuck is that? And depending on how, like, I would know that you were a good guy or not, depending on how long it took you to tell me, and this apparently was Cindy's idea, because Dina is like, I'm so sorry, I shouldn't have listened to her, and I was like, yes, you should not have listened to her.
0: Um, and at some point later on in the episode, they're sitting down, and um, they start kiss like, they, they go in for a normal kiss, but it turns into a French kiss initiated by Dina. And, and Simon's, Simon's
1: alarmed.
0: Very alarmed. And he's like, what was that? She's like, Cindy taught me.
1: <laughs> Which, Which I also wrote down, I was like, is Dina making out with her cousin? <laughs>
0: and why is she listening to so many of Cindy's ideas if Cindy's clearly not giving her any good ideas, although apparently the French kissing was a good this idea. Was
1: like, yeah, the, the good idea. So anyway, Simon freaks out about this, and as our IMDb synopsis said, Jordan, Jordan encourages him, and is like, if you really love, well, because he's like, oh, what if I'm bad at it? Uh, I don't know what his other, oh, what if my breath smells? He's like going on about it, these things, and like Jordan's like, just go for it. <laughs>
0: So, um well explain why Jordan is even like around there. Simon later. Well, I mean, we
1: kinda talked about it. Like if from the we know he's he didn't come out of nowhere right. for this episode.
0: Uh but Simon decides to yeah, go to him for advice instead of his father and Matt. Also because his father and Matt are busy. Yeah. <laughs> um but Jordan says something like one billion teenagers can't be wrong about, like, French kissing,
1: uh, apparently. Which I don't even understand. Like, I I don't know. Is he, like, oh, it's an endorsement?
0: And, like, one billion teenagers have been wrong about a lot of things.
1: I think that was a, it was a joke.
0: Was it a joke? Because I didn't think so. It was
1: a joke. He's... I, I think that, like, it's a joke for the, wa- the viewers. Oh, the viewers. But not, not for, for him. Oh, like, so he, not in
0: the show. It was very meta. Yeah. I gotcha. I yeah. gotcha. This was... That's, like... You have to read.
1: High-level Seventh Heaven here. Yeah.
0: Um, So Simon goes for it. He invites Dina over to hang out in his room.
1: And the Rev and Annie are not... No, there are no adults home. Except for Aunt Aunt Julie Julie. uh,
0: and Hank for some period of time. Dr. Hank Hastings.
1: So he's like, we're going to hang out in my room.
0: So he, like, tries to offer other things to do, like... A puzzle, or like, you know, building a building
1: a model, like, airplane. Or if
0: she's hungry, and then he's like, we could kiss, and then she turns around, and she's like, yeah! And so they are making out in his room, and then, like, we don't actually see the making out, like, we see the beginning of it. Um, and so thankfully we don't see that, but we do see the aftermath of them being very thirsty, and I think they're drinking cranberry juice? I don't know. Is that know. what they're, that was? They're
1: drink, I don't know. It was some sort of juice. It was but like some, pink.
0: Yeah, yeah, something that looked like it could be cranberry juice, but it probably maybe wasn't. Yeah.
1: Definitely not something hydrating. Right.
0: Because um, it, it, apparently making out makes you thirsty. I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that was a joke. Or was it? Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So. So.
1: Simon's great at kissing now, apparently. And this part of this is like the Rev and Annie come home at the end of their storyline. And they catch... uh, Well, actually, all of the kids are lined... It's supposed to be like cutesy, I think. And all of the kids are lined up in the living room for an announcement and... Uh, the Rev and Annie are like, oh, where's Simon? And Ruthie, who we saw earlier, like, peeking through the sliding doors in their room, was, like, watching Simon and Dina. Um, and she's like, oh, I'll show you. And then she drags the Rev and Annie up to Simon's room, and they open the door. And, like, it takes Simon and Dina a minute to even realize that, like, anyone's there. Um, and then they're both grounded for, like, a month or something. And Simon is getting... Another talk. Another talk, because now it's practical.
0: Uh, and also, no girl's ever allowed in his room again. Um, also, they decide to be making out on the floor. Like, they're sitting on the floor and making out. I what, think
1: it would be too suggestive. If it was on a bed. put them on the bed, yeah. Uh,
0: okay, that makes sense. Uh, speaking of making out, I guess we should move on to the next... Pair oh of my siblings.
1: god! They did it again. Is that? <laughs> Are you upset that they paired <laughs> Lucy Mary with Lucy and, yes. again? Yes.
0: Um, so uh, where we left it for Mary and Lucy was Joe is um, Lucy's plan to get Shelby and Joe together is not working out because Joe is still very much into Lucy and Mary and Jordan ended, but Jordan is not accepting this. So,
1: so this picks up. Outside of the church after the wedding is like everyone's heading to the reception or whatever, and Mary is outside talking to Jordan. And they're like, Jordan shows and, up, yeah. And Jordan's like, You have to tell Lucy, or I will. And then Lucy walks out of the church at that moment and sees them together and is
0: with Shelby and Joe, yeah. Uh, and Jordan's like, I'm sorry that we had to like tell you this in this manner, and then he kind of puts his arm around. Mary to show that they're together,
1: and Lucy is betrayed. And even though Mary doesn't want to be with Jordan,
0: especially because in the right in the last episode we had the conversation where if I had to choose between you or my sister, I would always choose my sister. She still kind of stands there,
1: like. Oof. Well, and then she. So then it's like clearly upsetting Lucy, which is the whole reason why she was going to choose Lucy over Jordan or whatever. So then. Um, Mary is like an asshole,
0: which doesn't really go with Mary's characterization for the like the last episode. Well, in
1: like part one of the two part yeah. finale,
0: because uh, she goes into the room and Lucy says, "I'm not talking to you," and Mary goes, "I don't. You don't need to talk. I'm just listening. My boyfriend is here, and me and my boyfriend Jordan are gonna go and sit on the couch and watch TV with my boyfriend." Yeah. And Lucy's like, "Well, well, it doesn't say anything." Mary skips away.
1: And then Lucy runs to the phone, and calls Joe, who she's like, who she doesn't like, and she knows that Shelby likes, and that he obviously is like in love with her and will do anything. She calls him and to come over just so that they could do something terrible, right? So cringeworthy.
0: So the next part of this is really just like, I mean, it's a makeout competition between Mary and Lucy, in that. Mary and Jordan are on one couch, and Lucy and Jordan are on, like...
1: Joe.
0: Jordan, sorry. Lucy and Joe are on a separate couch in the love den. And anytime Mary makes a move on Jordan, Lucy mimics it on Joe. And it's kind of pretty obvious that Mary's not that into Jordan, and Lucy's clearly yeah, not into Joe. Has, um, they're just
1: looking at each other the whole time.
0: Right, which is weird. Because, <laughs> yes. like you're making out with someone and making eye contact with someone else is usually, like, a sign that you actually want to be making out with that other person. I mean, that's, like, a trope on
1: television and movies movies and stuff.
0: And they're doing that here, which is no. Well,
1: anyway, (laughs) of course this ends... Well, I mean, Well, it ends because... so, So, Shelby finds out that Lucy did that, and she calls, and she's like, Wow, you... She's like, I just want my best friend uh, to talk. I don't know. This this, this is a big, long conversation about how Shelby was like, I felt abandoned this afternoon, and you were hanging out with Joe without me, and it used to be the three best friends, and now I don't have a best friend.
0: Well, because Lucy calls Shelby to complain to her about what Mary's doing, and Shelby's like, that's nice, but you're a horrible human being. (laughs) And I don't like I should be the one venting to you because you told like you you were like, don't worry, I'm going to get you and Joe together. And then you took him back. I also want to mention that when Joe was called, he ran over.
1: (laughs) Yes, he was out of breath and he was like, I came as fast as I could. And he was so happy to be be
0: used by Lucy. Uh, Lucy realizes her mistake with Shelby, which leads her to apologize to Mary again doesn't make sense but the reason that she's actually apologizing is because Mary has the same conversation with Jordan on the phone she had in the last episode yeah she's like I told you choose
1: my yeah my sister's always gonna come first
0: which if my sister was always gonna come first why the fuck was she doing this whole making out competition thing with Lucy in the middle of the episode that doesn't that doesn't make sense it doesn't make
1: sense. It does not.
0: <laughs> uh, they forgive each other. Lucy says, uh, I don't have... I'm like, he's, I don't. Jordan doesn't belong to me. Mary.
1: Right, right. And this is the, like, weird part, too. Because Lucy's like, why was I even angry? I don't, like... I'm the one that broke up with him. Yeah.
0: But also, Mary's like, yeah, Jordan and I don't work either because I like seeing other people.
1: <laughs> yeah. So... It's that's all resolved, I guess, as, as well as it could. I they, guess both of them are single now because.
0: And they both they have this weird like she, Mary gives Lucy and Noogie, yeah. and like and they're like oh sisterly bonding. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm.
0: So we'll move on to the only Camden child left,
1: Matt. Yes. Uh, well, they're actually we forgot the twins.
0: <laughs> the twins are there getting lectured about love and marriage.
1: Yeah, um, but anyway, so Matt is, obviously, wakes up from his dream, and he's at the gas station with Heather.
0: Then they drive, and they park outside of a park and, like, near a telephone booth. Um, he, like, Heather's basically like, I can't wait to start our lives together.
1: And then Barry Watson does some great acting <laughs> that I know you enjoyed.
0: It's great face acting. He's like, ah, oh, hold on, let me just make a phone call. So he calls the Rev first, um, lets the Rev know that he's... They aren't
1: married.
0: Yeah. And he's bringing Heather back to... But, like, doesn't explain why he took Heather away in the first or were place. They, or where they went. Or,
1: like, what? if they were going to get married, why did they run away? And, and if it wasn't because they were, like, also just running away from, like, the marriage.
0: And then he calls Shauna. And I, I, I've, i like, I've not really liked Shauna. Shna, Shauna. <laughs> Like, throughout her run on 7th Heaven so far. But this scene, I really enjoyed. I actually think I, like, liked her in this episode. Um, he's like, you're not mad? She's like, no, I'm not ha- mad. I just want you to drop dead. <laughs> yes. And I was like, fantastic. Uh,
1: so, I mean, like... He
0: comes back and sits in the car, and Heather, like, kisses him. Yes. And so now we are confused, because it seems that the reason that Heather left with Matt was because the kiss
1: she thinks like they're started they are meant to get married and like she was just marrying the wrong guy and she thinks that obviously he broke it up because he feels the same way
0: but he has just realized that he's in love with Shauna um Heather's upset now that like Matt's like I thought we were gonna start our lives together and Matt's like no But the thing is, and
1: you kept saying this every time they came back to him, was he could have resolved all of this confusion by just telling, like, there was no reason to keep this secret. She already left that uh, Mason was cheating on Heather and he keeps the secret and it's just like the source of a lot of conflict for no reason.
0: Right. Um, We don't know what happens because Matt's like, I have to tell you something, but he doesn't tell like we don't actually see that and the next time we see them is back at the church except heather's in tears and matt's just there um now like i in my head i thought one of two things happens either matt lets her down gently and telling her i'm not actually in love with you and that's not the reason i broke up the marriage or he says that and then also explains everything that happened with mason but heather doesn't really react to mason the way that somebody who's just found out they're they've been cheated on would she, like, kind of just runs off. Mason's, like... <laughs> Mason, like, goes to, like, punch Matt, but it's the fakest-looking, like, And And he does up. the...
1: I hate when people do this, too, in shows, and so, like, you're not worth it.
0: <laughs> Matt turns to Donna, which is Heather's mother. He's like, are you gonna punch me? And Donna's like, no, I'm gonna force-feed you cold-chicken Kiev, which, that doesn't sound... She was sound... just
1: worried about the reception.
0: That doesn't sound, like, torture. No. It's torturous. Um... Heather runs away and locks herself in a room. The next time we see Heather, uh, she's... Well, I guess we can mention this. Um, We mentioned Mason's mistress in the last episode. I said her name was Shirley, but it's actually Susie. My bad. Um, Susie opens up, like, lets uh, Annie know what Mason's been doing. Um, And Annie gets Heather to listen to Susie... Uh, and Donna's there as well, and like Susie tells her story. Again, all of this happens off screen. So we don't see the story being told to Annie. We don't see the story being told to Heather either. The next time we see Heather, she walks in and she's like, I'm ready to go home. She's out of her wedding dress finally.
1: Oh, wait. Also, I just. The whole time, Mason is, like, making out with the other woman at the reception, and everybody's, like, acting like this is brand new information, when he's, like, not tried to hide his relationship with this woman at all.
0: They're, like, caressing each other's faces in a very non-platonic way. Yeah. Like, people, like, Annie notices.
1: Yeah, she asks before they, like, before the big reveal, she's like, oh, is that Mason's friend? And Heather's mom is just like, oh, yeah.
0: Like, (laughs) Like, they look really close. Really close. Too close. Um, (laughs) And once, like, when... Whence. Whence. (laughs) Whence. (laughs) Whence Annie and uh, the Rev find out that the reason that Matt broke up the wedding was not because he's in love with Heather, they're like, oh, it means something else must be going on.
1: Which, Um, I don't know how they jump to that conclusion either. I mean, he could just be fickle. (laughs)
0: Um, So while Heather is being told about Mason's dirty deeds, Uh, Matt has to go and find his true love, Shna. So he shows up at Shauna's apartment. And there's a ton of
1: exposition here as well. Um.
0: So the first thing that happens is Shauna throws a drink in Matt's face. Um, Also have never done that, but always have wanted to. Yeah.
1: Then she slams the door in his face. Then I think he opens the door. No, she,
0: she, she, she opens it to throw a towel at him. But then he, like, sits outside the entire time, and as she's going to take out the trash...
1: He catches her.
0: And she talks about how she's been let down by men all her
1: life. Yeah, she's like, my father abused me, my mother abused me, my brother abused me, all of my boyfriends abused me. And I was like, they have not ever... Like, we knew about the brother, and we knew, like, that her mother was, like... I don't know, not the oh. most, not, like, a great, you know, support system or whatever. But we never, ever knew that, like, she was abused by all of these people.
0: In some, and, like, form or another. Yeah,
1: because, like, we don't really know anything about Shauna up until this point. And then it's, like...
0: And she explains everything. And she's, like, and I've closed myself off to love completely. But then I was vulnerable I, oh, Yeah, I opened you.
1: up to you. And, and I told you
0: not to break my heart, Camden. And you did! <laughs> he's like, please listen to me.
1: And but this is like the third episode she's in.
0: <laughs> I also want to say, he keeps on saying, please listen to me, but then doesn't say anything.
1: Yeah. Like, like he should follow that up with, Heather's fiance listen. was cheating on her. That's, that should be the next thing with like, listen to me. He, There's a good explanation. He, this uh, is it.
0: <laughs> and she's like, just leave me alone. And then throws the trash bag at him. And I was like, yeah, take yourself out because you're trash, Matt Camden. Except I don't really believe that. <laughs> Um, his last-ish He's effort... He's a victim of
1: poor writing.
0: Yeah, like, very poor writing. Um, I think it's the, it's the whole Matt tries to do good things but get, does them the wrong way. But I'm like, yeah, but, I like, guess
1: this time cool. it wasn't even, like, he had to keep a secret for any you reason. Don't.
0: Um, he uses a payphone. Payphones get a lot of mileage in this episode.
1: Yeah, it's outside of a fortune teller.
0: Yeah. Uh. And he calls Shauna and leaves a voicemail. Uh, and, I ex- Tries to explain everything, but again, doesn't explain that Heather's fiancé was cheating on him. Her. Instead just says, he's a bad man.
1: Yeah, but also, this message is super, super long.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and, like, it would have been cut off immediately. Not immediately, but, like, way before he got to the important stuff. He basically says, I realized I love you. I don't love Heather. I love Heather as a sister. Please forgive me. I need you to know. Shauna's seen crying.
1: Yeah, because the love of her life is back in her life. <laughs>
0: um, so the next thing that happens is all of the things now converge back at the reception. Or I guess it's not a reception anymore. It's just a gathering of people. Yeah. Where um, Heather and Matt are there. And Heather's changed out of her wedding dress. Mason's like, finally, we can, let's go home. We'll do this some other time. And she's like, no, Matt told me everything. And Mason tries to like still be like...
1: You can't believe anything he says. He's in love with you. He would say anything to break us up. And then Heather's like, what about your girlfriend? Woo! And she knew her name, too. So she dropped her name. I forget what it was.
0: And this is where I'm confused, because we definitely saw Susie telling Heather about Mason, but we, did, well, we didn't did see it, but we know it was happening. But we don't know when Matt had this conversation with her, and if he did have this conversation with her in the car, why didn't she break Come up with- back
1: and tell people before... Like, right? Why? Why didn't she tell them before they told her? Or like, like oh, I know.
0: Or did Matt tell her, and then she didn't believe him, and that's why she was crying because Matt? She thought Matt was lying to her. Like, I don't understand when all or of this maybe, happened. Well, I
1: mean, yeah, because all Matt said in the last episode was he's a bad guy.
0: Yeah.
1: Are we counting that as him telling Heather? I, I'm not. <laughs>
0: because if I was going to have that conversation with Mason, I'd be like, "Your mistress told me." -hmm. And not Matt because Matt didn't. We don't know what Matt said. Again, what's what's happening? Um, So she breaks things off with Mason, gives him back her ring. He walks off. It's over. Um, But Heather's like, "Are things okay with you and Schna?" And Matt says, "It's over between us," and he's like upset. And she, I think, what happens is does
1: Shauna come to? Well, yeah, because finds him somewhere.
0: Yeah, because Heather, I think Heather calls Shauna off screen and lets her know. Like,
1: wow, you wait, how did you get this idea?
0: Because Shauna says it at the end of the episode. (laughs) Okay, right? I feel like that's what happened.
1: I don't know. I was I was over it. They kept creating new conflict, and I was not invested.
0: Well, at the end of the episode, uh, Shauna shows up, and they kiss, and they make up. Yeah. And so, presumably so, in season four, Matt and Shauna should be together, or they broke, they'll have broken up over the summer.
1: Oh, no. Yeah, we'll find out. On uh, the edge of my seat. Uh,
0: but Heather and Matt are now friends. I mean, we're friends, are now friends again. Maybe Heather's, Everybody's cool. Yeah. maybe Except Heather's, for Mason. Maybe Heather's in love with him, but she's being quiet about it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Finally... Yeah. We have the Rev being the worst man in the world.
1: Yes. So his entire storyline really... Well, for some reason they put him and Annie in the middle of Matt's storyline as, like, the check-in points at the the reception. They're just, like, standing in the middle of the reception area and, like, uh, freaking out with uh, Heather's mom. And...
0: It's mostly because they think that Matt and Heather went off to get married. But once that
1: is resolved, then... Does Julie come to the... Yeah. Julie shows up at the church.
0: With Dr. Hank Hastings.
1: And they're like, life's too short. We're going to get married now.
0: And the Rev responds by cracking up. And then he's like, I can't wait until you meet my father.
1: Yeah. Um, he's actually just a, a dick. He's like, oh, I, I can't wait for that to be... I don't know. Anyway. Welcome oh, because, to the family. Because their plan is to go to, like, a 24-hour... Wedding chapel in the next county. So the Rev is like, oh, and who's going to, you know, like, I don't know. He's just like, oh, the, the Colonel will be delighted. upset about this. Right. But he's mm. sarcastic yes, and sarcastic. says he'd be delighted about it. Uh, uh,
0: so I think this is kind of what gets Julie. Julie and Hank end up, like, corralling all the kids and taking them home, minus Matt, because uh, Annie and the Rev have to take care of the Heather wedding situation. Um, so while Julie's home, him, her and Hank...
1: are like, like, are we ready to get married? Blah, blah, blah. And Julie's
0: kind of like, I think we shouldn't do this. And Hank's like, I love you. And Julie says, I don't think this is a good idea. So there's some sort of doubt in her mind. Um, so Hank goes back to... And like while this is all going on, I just want to just say in like, the underlying... Like scenes between Annie and the
1: Rev Are
0: about their sex date
1: Oh my god And they just keep saying date They were like oh weren't we gonna have a date tonight Which like very tired And then at one point Annie's like if you don't go So um, Annie is angry at the Rev before Hank And Julie even have this other conversation And Annie is like Why would you treat Hank like that Your sister is happy Please stop being a dick um, and she's like, we're not going to have any more dates until you fix this.
0: Yeah, and so she's... And we're not even, like, reading too much into it. In the last episode, they specifically said they have not had sex in a while and that they were going to plan to have sex after the wedding. And that's what they're calling their date. Um, so she's using sex as a way to motivate the Rev.
1: Um, the, so So Hank goes and talks to the Rev... Because he's convinced that Julie's hesitation is because he doesn't approve of their marriage. And then so, this fucking wait, asshole. Wait, but first why would you why does Hank think that the Rev would help him? I don't even Right, that's
0: the first thing. But then the Rev's like, well, she's allowed to make whatever decision she's <laughs>
1: allowed to make. He's like, I don't wanna get in the middle of it.
0: When in the last episode he was hella in the middle of it. What a manipulative bastard.
1: And I don't know why he, pretend, he acts like Julie's father, but, like, the father of, like, a minor child, not the... So...
0: Um, Hank spins a tale of some sort and explains why Julie is actually doubting herself in this relationship. Uh, it has something to do with about, like, her happiness, and if she's not happy, she might break and go back to alcoholism. Um, so the Rev goes and speaks to Julie, and it's like, I think...
1: If this is what makes you happy or whatever. I don't
0: think you're gonna break, like, I think you're ready. And also, apparently Hank finds out. Hank, okay, so... (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm really frustrated, because also Hank tells the Rev, and this is the big reveal at the end, but we're just gonna say it now, that Julie's pregnant.
1: yeah. So, which then brings oh, me... Oh, th- this is... Oh, okay, yeah. So you think they they just got married or that the Rev only don't like... You're right.
0: Exactly. That the the only reason... Because the Rev, he went from being like, I'm not going to get in the middle of this, this isn't my business, to, oh shit, I need to talk to my sister.
1: Yeah, and he's like, I have to be, like, the celebrant at the wedding.
0: Because he, like, she... So Hank tells... Uh, the Rev that Julie's pregnant and so then the Rev goes and convinces Julie to that the marriage is what they should be doing um, they decide to get married like tomorrow but then uh, and this is when like we have the scene of all the kids lined up without Simon because uh, Julie and Hank are explaining like we're gonna get married and then um, the Revs like uh, uh, Annie pulls the Rev aside it's like you can't you you have to be the one to marry them let's do it in like a real church yeah and that they do it Either the next day or that evening, I I feel like that evening. And um, Shelby
1: shows up. Everyone's there. Joe's there. Jordan is there. Shelby, uh, I think Shauna and Heather. Dina.
0: Right. And (laughs)
1: Cindy was the only one not there.
0: We have a oh, we have a brief scene here. I guess at the end where um, Lucy apologizes to Shelby and tells Joe that they can only be friends. And Joe's like, "I want to be your friend. I like you."
1: So, oh yeah, and then <laughs> and he walks away, and like he's like halfway down the hallway, and Lucy, Shelby, and Mary Earl are all like jerk at the same time,
0: and so he stops, turns around, walks back, he's like, "You're right, I am being a jerk. Let's be friends <laughs> like, <laughs> Okay
1: right, so again, conflict just being created to be resolved immediately
0: R- this- right, um although I have like questioning if we'll ever see Joe or. Maybe we'll see Shelby again, but I doubt we'll see Joe again.
1: That is almost a fact. (laughs) It has not yet been proven.
0: Um, And Ruth, 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 Ruthie gets her wish. (laughs) The Ruth. Um, And she is a flower girl, and Simon is the one that walks Julie down the aisle.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know.
0: So we do get a wedding in this episode. There goes the bride. To her Part wedding. Part
1: two. Um, so that was season three. Wait,
0: we... Wait, wait nope, well,
1: nope, 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 it wasn't, Oh, nope.
0: At, the, at the, the last scene in the episode is the Rev revealing that he knows that Julie's pregnant because of Hank, and Annie revealing that she knows that Julie's pregnant because of Annie. No, Julie?
1: Julie. Words. Julie, Julie told Annie.
0: Um, and they're in bed with the twins. I guess this is their date.
1: No. No. <laughs> um, and that's it. The season three ends on, there's Annie and the Rev in bed with the twins.
0: Well, she said something like, this time last year, I told you that we were having twins, which is false. She said that there was going to be a new member. They didn't know they were going to have twins until the beginning of season three. Yeah,
1: yeah. And, they it's were like, just... and
0: now there's isn't going to be a new Hastings. And that's it. What a fucking disappointment. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm really upset.
1: So season three on the whole, where would you rank?
0: I think... Well, I think we'll, we'll see what
1: happened. Oh, Matt started college, moved in briefly with well, Connie, I and then bef- Connie went away forever, and you're sad.
0: I think. Okay, first of all, I think we should rate this episode. Okay. Before we get into our recap of season three. Okay. So, what would you rate this episode? Oh my
1: god, it was so bad. Uh, one.
0: I'm gonna give it a two. I'm giving it a two.
1: I was thinking about a one point five. Maybe I should be kinder.
0: No, don't be kind. <laughs> okay. Um, and th- well, this is our very last best captain. So who's who's your best captain for this episode?
1: Um, I they were all pretty ter- terrible, but I guess I think Annie. I was gonna was say Annie. Like, yeah. Least offensive. Yeah. Like she didn't really do. That's
0: two in a row for Annie here. Yeah,
1: and then she. Yeah. I think Annie did all right.
0: Happy had some great dog acting where he covered his head when they were making out.
1: Yeah. Well.
0: Well. Um, but, yeah, that's this episode. So now let's look at season three yeah. as a whole. Let's. So we, as you were saying.
1: I forget what I was saying. Um. Well. Oh, we're looking at what the character yeah. journeys
0: were in this season.
1: So, like, Matt, that, no, I feel like no one changed. This yeah, is like that's the first exactly. Season, this is the first season people might have gone backwards. Like, Mary continued at the end of season two. She was spending all that time with Lucy, and then in this season, it continued.
0: Um, all the basketball stuff happened this season, right?
1: Was but a she... lot of the basketball with where, where the coach was—no, that was last season. There, there wasn't that much basketball in this season, actually. Oh
0: yeah, no, we didn't. We didn't see. I don't think we saw any basketball. The one basketball game they were—it was the Scarlet Letter episode.
1: Oh yeah, and they didn't play. They didn't um, play. Yeah. So there's talk of the basketball team, but yeah, um, definitely a lot less basketball from, like, seasons one and two when Mary was, well, like, in season two when her whole storyline was recovering.
0: Well, Mary was mostly single this entire season. Actually, she was single this entire season.
1: Yeah, because I wouldn't count, like, Jordan or, like, her one night with Wilson.
0: Or her, Or when like, she went out with Shauna's brother. Or Michael Towner. Yeah. Which I guess that's, that's new because all, what, season two was...
1: Wilson?
0: Wilson, yeah. She
1: broke up with Wilson, though, in the middle of, or maybe at the end of season two.
0: Yeah, they, I mean, they ended things... Well, but they got back together. I'm sorry, I don't remember. My timeline is completely off. Yes.
1: No, wait, they broke up at the beginning of season two because he was, like, trying to help her, like...
0: Right, but then they got back together. Then they
1: got back together.
0: But then they broke up because he left to go to college. Yeah. Moving uh, on to Lucy. Lucy was she with was a Jordan. little bit more
1: tolerable, I think. She might have gotten a little bit better. I mean, she never really changes.
0: Right. Um, yeah, she was with Jordan for most of the season, then broke things off, and was upset about being single. Thought she smelled. Had a date with a Power Ranger.
1: <laughs> Obviously, the babies were born. I guess that was, like, an event.
0: Right, that a was... A major
1: event. In the season. Oh, you know what? I think that might be why we're saying that, like, most of... I feel like a lot of the storylines in the season were, like, all within the family. Yes. Like, there was a lot of them at home just interacting with each other.
0: Yeah, we didn't really get a lot of like your patented Seventh Heaven Formula episodes. Well there was a few of them. Like we had that one friend like the cutting was that the cutting episode was this yeah. season. We had a couple of them here and there, but a lot of it was, yeah, in family drama or like dealing with pregnancy or post pregnancy stuff. Um I think I guess Matt had the most things happening to him.
1: He just continued to be a serial dater.
0: Right. Until he stalked
1: Heather and then got invited to her wedding.
0: And is with Shauna now. I mean, he moved out for a bit. Came back.
1: For like a day, yeah.
0: Um, Meh. Eh, Simon, I mean, Simon, I think was... Simon had his thing with Dina. It's really interesting to me that all of... The things that I keep on thinking about, uh, like, when I'm thinking back at the season, is the relationships the Camdens have and not, like, the Camdens themselves, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like it's telling that what we're talking about is who the Camdens are with versus any growth that they have themselves.
1: Yeah, because they don't ever change. They just go through periods when they're with, like, another person. or Like, it's like, oh, no, that's when she was with Wilson. (laughs)
0: Right. But, yeah, like, what... I don't. I think. Because I feel like there was more character growth in season two. Maybe.
1: Perhaps. I don't know. The rev is still terrible.
0: Oh, God, yeah.
1: All of the Camden men are still super entitled. Well, maybe not. Simon is like the least, right, you know, yeah. affected by it, but.
0: I think Ruthie is becoming a lot more. Ruthie. I feel like she's the one that's growing the most. In that. That's
1: actually a fact.
0: In In that, like. She's going into the character that like I remember from your Snapchats. Okay. Um, I think I think Annie also. I
1: think that's also interesting that they were able to keep like, one character consistent, right, right? Because the way this show is, but actually they keep Lucy pretty. I think si- they did a really poor job like writing Simon when he gets older. So,
0: um, I think Annie. I, I think I enjoyed Annie a lot more this season than I did than I have in previous seasons. Maybe it's because they gave Katherine Hicks a lot more comedy with her like pregnancy brain issues. And like or just you know what? I think what they did was they gave Annie a lot less patience with everyone. Yeah. And I think that like she just
1: started taking what she wants. Yeah, exactly. Uh I don't know,
0: I think I'm gonna say that I remember really liking the beginning of this season and then it kinda just tapered off. Yeah. So
1: maybe I think they all might be like that. <laughs> Really strong in the beginning, and then the back end is just, like, filling... Like, they knew they get, got renewed, so...
0: Right, <laughs> Throwing Thrown right. it in. Um, I don't know. I'm... All right. I don't know. You You're telling me that the, it gets better, so... It does.
1: The fifth season is my favorite. I think that's the most, uh, action-driven.
0: All right.
1: Well, so we're okay. getting there. We're getting
0: there. Um, so the next time you'll hear from us is when we start season four.
1: And that... Episode will be released on Saturday. So jumping right into season four, because we don't take a times. break. We don't, <laughs> we take don't breaks. sleep. We
0: don't sleep. We do this
1: um, all the time. So, yeah, yay. Do you have any predictions
0: for? Three. Well, I guess no. I, I should, can't have, I, you have any you predictions because you've seen it all. What are my predictions?
1: Um, well, well I, let's see. Mary is going to be a senior in high school. Lucy is going to be a junior. Simon. I think is going to be in eighth grade. Yeah. Okay. So he's not in high school yet. Um. But he does go to high school for one year with Lucy. Um. I don't know. Ruthie's going to be in like third grade.
0: I'm predicting this is the season that Matt finally moves out. But I don't know if that's true. I know that at some point Lucy and Mary take end up, over his room. Right. Yeah. So that's a thing that happens.
1: I think that also happens this season because well the th- yeah Mary doesn't go to college so she never moved like I'm trying to think of like when does she vacate the room. Um. But, yeah, I think that this the season four is when he moves out, so that's good.
0: All right. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Um, the season finale was a bust, but I feel like I've not really liked any of the seasons. I think their penulti- The first one was good. The penultimate episode of every two-parter so far has been strong, but it tapers off at the end. Um, so if you want to check out uh, what we're doing... On our social media, you can do so. Our Twitter and Instagram handles are at Show, uh, Or you can check out our Facebook, which is just CamdenCast. Of course, the best way or the
1: ways to listen to us. Uh, iTunes on the podcast app. That's CamdenCast. And you can subscribe, uh, rate, review there. Or you can listen on SoundCloud on SoundCloud.com backslash CamdenCast. And I'm Erin. And
0: I'm Tanvi, and this was CamdenCast. Where can you go?